What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the weekly slice of ham. I am so pumped. I am so pumped. I am uh, very ecstatic, very emotional right now. I may have, may not have recorded 20 minutes of this and not recorded half the video because I'm I'm doing video official announcement. Weekly of the Ham on YouTube. We're gonna do. Um, I'm recording every time I record. I'm gonna hopefully try and clip it and post it onto my Twitter. Maybe get some more engagement. Uh, maybe Facebook. I don't know. Facebook's kind of annoying. Oh, that's not, whatever. Instagram. All that. I'm all in. I'm back on the weekly size of ham. So, you guys probably want an update. Everyone that's followed, loyal followers, my mom. Love you, Mom. You're great. You're awesome. Uh, enjoy your trip to Ocean City. I'm so sorry. Um, everyone tweet, uh, email, whatever, the U.S. government about how their process of getting your passport is awful and terrible and sucks. Uh, because I mentioned this on before on the podcast, but you ruined my mother's trip to Quebec. She was going to Quebec, going to go to Quebec to Montreal. I think Montreal's in Quebec. I'm pretty sure she was gonna go to Montreal. She's gonna have a great time. She's gonna go with my aunt and uncle, and they're gonna have a great time. And guess what, U.S. government, you ruined it. So everyone at them, shame them, tell them that they suck and they should fix this for my mother. I don't have that kind of influence, but you know I'm sad for her. And but she's gonna go to Ocean City. She's gonna have a great time. I think I think it's actually the first time she's going to Ocean City. Um. Anyway. Mom, loyal listener, Maddie P, loyal listener, uh, my fiance, Reagan Chalk. Uh, I don't know if she was a loyal listener, but she definitely supported me, you know, um, doing all this. Uh, my cousin Mike, he's awesome. My cousin Pat, a special shout out to my cousin Pat because he is he bought me a uh, amazing, almost, I, I don't know how much it was, but... It, when I looked at it, it was almost a $100 microphone. Um, Pat, uh, I'm not using your microphone currently because Reagan also bought me a microphone, so I'm using that right now. Uh, I left that one at uh, her place. Um, I don't know who else. My Aunt Judy. Aunt Judy said she listened all the time. Any other family members, any other of you loyal listeners who listen to me, uh, I know I'm just growing, I'm just starting, but I appreciate it, but I'm back. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, I guess I'll give you an update. So, over the summer, I fell off. I'll admit it, you know, it's not, like, I'm not gonna hide from it. Um, I didn't give any updates. I think I kind of did, but, you know, it was, I had time. I'll admit, I had time. I had time to record, but I didn't want to force it. There are many times, like, there were times I thought about recording, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to force it. I didn't want to be disingenuine, disingenuous, just that. I, I, got, I got messed up on this word when I recorded this the first time. I didn't want to be dishonest about my recordings when I recorded a podcast. Um, so I didn't. Um, I think about halfway through the summer, I decided I wasn't. I felt like I wasn't enjoying my summer that I had planned. I felt like I had, at the beginning of the summer, I felt like I had so much time. I feel like I told so much of, I felt like I told my mom, Casey, like my dad's side of the family, so many different family members, like, oh, I'm going to have so much time over the summer. I'm going to go see everyone. You know, it turns out when you have a job and you're trying to work overtime and make extra money and you're saving for a wedding and stuff, a wedding and stuff. Jeez, um, yeah, you don't you don't have as much time as you think, and you know three months blows by really quick. I, I Matt, Maddie P, shout out to you. Um, you're a loyal listener. You talked to me about it. Um, I, I think I told you I was gonna meet up with you at some point. I, I we never did. I, I apologize for that. There, there's so many people I would like to apologize that I like I didn't, you know, end up hooking up. Nah, that sounds weird. Like meeting up with or hanging out with this summer when at the beginning I thought I had all this time and you know it just I overestimated. I didn't have that much time. I and I feel bad. I I still feel bad about it now. But 
you know, I, I had to work to make money and, and, and do shit, save money. I didn't really save money, but I, I just had to work. Um, but that work experience that I got at the hospital I worked with, it's put me head over heels above anyone I'm in clinicals with right now. I feel so comfortable, and it, it, it makes me so happy for the future with me being a nurse. Um, and also, like, we lived... Ray and I lived 30 minutes from a hood with beach. I was, I wanted to get back into fishing, you know, um, any of you that remember the episode I did about my dad, I don't think, I don't think I talked about this at all, but you know, fishing was a big thing with my dad and I, and, um, you know, I really got back into fishing while, you know, I was there over the summer. Anytime we visited, her grandparents in the Chester River in Maryland. You know, I was fishing as much as I could. I went on the, you know, usually I'd get up early. I'd go for a run instead of that. I went out and got on a kayak and went fishing. I, I bought my own rod. It wasn't like I got my own license for Delaware. Um, I caught a lot of sharks. Um, the, the second half, I went to Slaughter Beach a lot. Caught a lot of sharks at Slaughter Beach. Not big sharks, like maybe three four feet like they're not huge they don't have big teeth you could see their teeth but they weren't huge they were dogfish ironically um since dogfish head is based out of delaware i i mean i get it now after i fished out of slaughter um so yeah i just you know i had fun for myself i enjoyed my own time i didn't want to be um you know faking anything for the podcast i wasn't like um, passionate or felt like there was anything I wanted to record but now you know I'm back at school I'm by myself in my last semester uh, football season's back on and that's what I want to say this this podcast I know I have my own podcast with my friend Ian hoagies and pierogies check us out on Twitter check us out on YouTube please like subscribe all that stuff because you know we're really getting to the vibe of it with football coming back um, we kind of started at the worst possible time with football ending, but um, I think it's you know we're it, it took us almost twenty episodes and that's you know kind of how it goes. It took us almost twenty episodes to and we're still learning to kind of figure out, um, you know how to kind of bounce off each other. You know not interrupt. We we'll still interrupt each other because it's. We're not in person. We're over uh, Skype, um, but it's still good. I think we have. I'm not gonna. We're, we don't have the best enough. We're not like experts, but we we have. I feel like we have a very um, common man opinions about many of the games. Where like I watch as many games as I possibly can, and Ian. Um, Ian, I don't want, I don't want you to feel like this is a shot, because it's not. Um, Ian watches whatever games he can, and like, I mean, it's similar to me. Ian makes fun of me because I am basically addicted to football. I will do everything I can to watch as many football games as I can on Saturday and Sunday, and Ian will watch what games he can, and sometimes I may or may not start to, not, not start an argument, but, um... Maybe a disagreement. And I don't really know where I'm going with this. I, I feel like I get... It's great. Basically, the podcast is great. We, we're getting into the stride. I I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. We're, we're great. We're having a great time. The podcast has been so much better since football has started. We, we're in so much better of a flow. We talk about stuff. There, there's nothing to not talk about now that football is back. Because we... We record after basically all college is done. Um, most of NFL is done. We're going to be doing at least half of NFL. And it's going to be great. Um, Ian's going to Pittsburgh this weekend to watch uh, Steelers Patriots with Shane. Um, Ian, if you are listening, I, I apologize. I don't, I don't know what I was talking about there, but I feel like uh, you and I both agree that over the summer there were times where it was like sometimes it might have been forced or we were just not on the same page or shit like that. But ever since football started, like, it's been amazing. 
It's been awesome. The podcast is great. We're getting in a real repertoire. We know what's going on. We're doing, we're, you know, we're keeping up with the itinerary. Um, what I really want to do, I want to start clipping stuff. I want to, you know, um, take the time to, you know, it could, it, it, it takes like an hour maybe. Clip stuff, put it out on social. So anyway, you know, this is what you get from hoagies and pierogies. Not hoagies and pierogies. This is what you get from the weekly slice of ham. I didn't take my medicine today. I'm all over the place. I would like to start clipping stuff from the weekly slice of ham as well as hoagies and pierogies. I want to send out clips from hoagies and pierogies. I'm currently recording video for the weekly slice of ham. I want to send out clips of myself losing my mind about whatever it is. Um, and I don't think I've gotten into it yet. Ian, love you. I hope you didn't take any of that in the wrong way. I'm sorry. Um, I'm just all over the place because I recorded about 20 minutes of this and didn't record a video. And I don't remember what I did and now I'm just all over. Anyway, anyway, alright, forget it. Um, so, if I haven't talked about it yet, the direction of the podcast going forward, the weekly has a ham. planning on still doing at least once a week at least once a week um until the end of football season um as of right now i'm going to say no promises for over the summer because i love sports sports is my thing i love watching sports i love betting on sports at uh, sports betting is so common you mean you see kevin hart all the time on your TV now when you're watching football games now. He's talking about DraftKings. You see FanDuel, FoxBet, PointsBet, MGM. Um, God, what else is there? Caesars. And the one that I use the most, the Barstool Sportsbook. That is my favorite. I, All of you know I'm a big stoolie. I, I, I'm a big participant in Stoolie Wednesdays, all that stuff. I, so I use Barstool Sportsbook. Everyone, download Barstool Sportsbook in all the available states. Uh, after this semester, I'm going to be in Delaware, so I'm not going to be able to do it, and it's going to suck. Um, but, yes, I'm aware of lines, I'm aware of overs, I'm aware of unders. I, I bet. I don't bet a lot. I bet within my means and stuff like that. Um, but I'm aware of it. It's a big thing. It's a very big thing now, and it's a very big way that these sports are going to make money. So that's, that's part of what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about sports because that's what I'm passionate about, especially NFL, especially college football. Those are my top two. It's what I love. It's what I live and breathe. It's why in my tiny ass apartment at school, I have three TVs. I have two TVs in my living room and one in my bedroom, one in my bedroom for when I go to sleep and I want to watch stuff, but two TVs half the time, like tonight, I watch the game and I watch a show have the game on mute and watch the show on the other tv in my living room and on saturdays i have three games on because i have the two tvs out there bring the other one out into the living room and i have another tv on the other uh, tv on that sometimes depending on what's going on what games are good i have another game on my ipad i love football i'm going to talk about football i feel like sometimes in the past i may have been disingenuous not disingenuous but I force some stories or stuff like that, um, but I love sports. And I know I have another sports podcast with Ian, Hoagies and Pierogies, on YouTube, Twitter, and all the above. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. But I'm going to talk about sports. Because Ian and I get into as many games as we can for everything that we possibly can. And there might be some games that I want to deep dive into right away. Uh, instant reactions or things we don't get into and I'm going to talk about it here I'm going to talk about what I want on the weekly slice of ham it is the weekly slice of ham this is hammy I'm hammy the weekly slice of ham from hammy hammy's going to talk about what hammy wants to talk about that's what's going to happen um so that's it that's all the updates that's what i have to talk about um 
So I'm going to get into it. I'm going to start off with Penn State. I got the Penn State hat on. That's... I finished talking about Penn State when I started recording earlier and realized I wasn't recording video. So, how do we start? Might have added more. Whatever. Here we go. We go to ham. Here we go. Penn State. So, I'm seeing many parallels between last year's Penn State team and this year's Penn State team. Um, where's my phone? We started off last year. We started off last year against Wisconsin. Um, one on the road. We went to Wisconsin on the road, won a close game. Easy. Went. I don't even remember who he played in week two. We probably killed him. It was a no-name team. And I'm pretty sure Auburn was week three or four last year. I think it was week three. Same as this year. I, I think I don't think the weeks have changed for which we uh, week we played Auburn. Very similar. Very similar years. This year, we go on the road to Purdue. Win a close game. Sean Clifford leads us on a two-minute drive to win the game, basically. And this is where I'm confused. Because at the beginning of the year, at, I'm, at the end of last year, I was done with Franklin. I was done with Clifford. I heard Clifford was coming back for his what 10th year basically at this point with COVID and everything it's not 10th but what it's probably actually his fifth year and I was defeated and then I heard um Franklin was coming back and he signed a 10-year extension for an ungodly amount of money I was defeated because at this point as a Penn State fan like I said I didn't grow up a college football fan I grew into being a Penn State fan once I got to college but I'm, I'm all in. I am as passionate about Penn State as I am about the Eagles, the Flyers, all that stuff. Uh, I just felt defeated about it because it just felt like more time of the same thing where we overachieve and then we underachieve. We beat a team we shouldn't beat and then we lose to a team that we shouldn't lose to. And it's not even like in heartbreaking fashion. Like, like the game's over. By like the middle of the third quarter like Sean Clifford is you know he is Sean Clifford is Ryan Tannehill that's who Sean Clifford is he's Ryan Tannehill he will make throws that you'll like he'll go on drives that you love but he'll also throw into double triple coverage and you don't know why he's doing that you don't know and, and it's same with James Franklin where He'll win games he is not supposed to win. I mean, 2016 when we beat Ohio State, that was when my Penn State fandom, you know, hit its peak. When it basically just started almost. They shouldn't have won that game. They they shouldn't have been in the conversation. We shouldn't have been in the conversation for the college football playoff. But James Franklin coached that team to be part of that conversation. And they should have been in it. But they weren't. They they were Big Ten champions, and they were not in the college football playoff. Um. So I didn't I didn't know how to feel, and I I had no expectations. And going into week three, I'm like, we could maybe do some things in the Big Ten East. We, I mean. Sean Clifford made some horrible throws against Purdue. But then he took us on that drive that won the game. And then against Ohio, the same thing. And not like Ohio University, not Ohio State. He made plays. But there were also throws where I'm like, you're playing Ohio. You're playing a MAC team. And you're making these throws where you're... There's definitely open players. Um, so I don't, I don't know what to think going into Auburn. I think Sean Clifford is... He, he, it's desperation mode because he... He has done enough. He, he's like... I mean, yeah, Ryan Tannehill. Nah, not even Ryan, Ryan Tannehill's been better than... I. Derek Carr maybe is a good comparison. No. 
Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Perfect. He's Kirk Cousins. Sean Clifford is Kirk Cousins. He does things where you're like, oh my god, Sean Clifford, this is awesome. But then he does things where you're like, like Justin Jefferson, I think it was last season, or the sound bit, where he's like, what the fuck, Kirk? And you're like, uh, what the fuck, Sean? What are you doing? Sean Clifford does those things where you, he's not going to lose your games. But if you go down, he's certainly not going to win them for you most of the time against a really good team. Now, I think Purdue's a good team, but they're not a really, they're not a really good team. They're not a team that they can, like, Sean Clifford can drive down the field against Purdue. If we go down with two minutes left against Auburn, SEC talent, I know Auburn has been down, Brian Harson, all that shit. Sean Clifford's not going to do that. He's not going to drive down the field against Auburn. And if he does... I'm going to have to come up with something. I'm going to do something. I will figure out something between now and that game. If he does that, then I'm going to do live on this podcast. Not live, but I'm going to record it. So it's an interesting thing where Sean Clifford is basically going to be playing for his spot on on that team because we have a five-star freshman that a lot of people are clamoring for. I'm clamoring for. Uh, Corey, if you're listening to this, you're clamoring for it. Uh, it's anything is better than what is the norm. You know, oh, I know what my comparison to this is, but I'm not gonna say it. Um, just getting something different is nice every so often because you. You don't know the ceiling and you don't know the floor. So it's like, what's going to happen? And that's what Penn State has with LR. And that's what I'm excited for for the future. And even though James Franklin signed that 10-year extension, which I it doesn't make sense to me, he's coaching for his job. He 100% is coaching for his job at this point. Like, buyouts are nothing especially with the deal that the big 10 just signed you're getting usc you're getting ucla you signed for an unsurmountable amount of money for seven years where that deal is going to be up before the sec deal is up with espn and you can re-sign for an ungodly amount more where you might end like add more teams oregon might join the big 10 notre dame might join the big 10 shit might change like the Oh, this is reminding me of things that I want to talk about. College football changing. Like, I'm so heated about the game tonight. We might not get into this game. This podcast might be over an hour because now I'm remembering things about college football. And we're going to get into it. But Hammy's got to take a break because Hammy's got to pee. All right, Hammy's back. Hammy had to take a pee break. Um, So the things about college football that it made me think of when I was on my Penn State and all that. Big Ten's expanding. SEC is expanding. Transfer portal. NIL deals. All that stuff. What I want to talk about when it comes to that stuff. Uh, it's not bad for college f- football at all. Um, when it comes to the new playoff system. 12 teams. Not bad. I don't understand why anyone think it, it, it is bad. You're giving more teams the opportunity to just be there. And if you're just, if you're just there. Like just being in the mix... Like, I know the, like, basketball, you have uh, the way the, like, the way March Madness is set up, you have much more, it's much more likely that an upset will happen. But, like, Michigan got upset by App State years ago. Texas A&M just got upset by App State. Marshall just beat Notre Dame. It is not out of the, uh realm for a team to a lower seated team to beat a higher seated team in the college football playoffs like the fact that anyone would possibly say that this is why i'm going to talk about sports on this podcast because you know ian will keep me grounded on hoagies and brokers this is just me this is me going off the rails you can judge me however you want on this podcast i don't care this is me going off with the college football playoff expanding it is different like people don't understand like 
yes, you have stats, you have all this shit, you have teams that are very good, you like shit like that, that that can back up. But no matter how much stats can back up, like stats probably backed up so much this year that Kentucky should have beat, uh, what is it, St. Pete's, St. Petersburg, or whatever from Jersey City. Stats should have backed up that they were never going to make it to the Elite Eight. But guess what? They did. They made it. Sometimes in sports, as much as you as as analytics has become a thing in sports, sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes it just matters about the heart that the kids have on the team. And sometimes it might matter if a BYU this year might possibly get in the playoffs because they have such a great strength of schedule. Where hey, uh, it is only four. Yeah, they're only playing four, and the, the yeah, they're with with the way it's set up right now. Yeah, if they go in as a fourth seed against a number one Georgia or Alabama, whoever it's going to be, I think it's going to be Georgia because Georgia has not taken a step back, and Alabama has seemed vulnerable. Either way, with twelve teams, you give those teams those teams from. That are, what is it, the, the top four get a buy? So from 5 to 12, you give those teams a chance. You give those coaches a chance to tell their coach, not teams, you give those coaches a chance to tell their kids, hey, you are ranked underneath those teams. No one is giving you a chance. You are, that, that other team is favored by 20 plus points against us. You are giving nothing but, um... Like material for that team to have motivation to come out, just all cylinders firing, and I don't know why anyone has not understood this yet, or just doesn't see this. Like, yeah, probably eight or nine times out of ten, the higher-ranked team is going to win, and Alabama is going to be whoever they get matched up against in that second round. A Georgia, a Clemson, and Ohio State. They might be that team. But what on the off chance you get that team that gets a run where they just don't care. They don't care about how they're ranked. They don't care about how anyone perceives them. They don't care about how many points they are. the other team is favored against them. They don't care. They are just in it for their coach. They have a coach that motivates them. It does not matter. And that's what's going to make college football so much better in the future because you have 12, you have 12 opportunities to be in instead of four instead of a Alabama Alabama is always in it Ohio State almost always in it Clemson almost always in it and then you have Georgia and it, it is it is like a rotating cast in the top four and anyone that thinks that expanding the playoff makes regular season games worse you're brain dead like, imagine this year, where only four, the top four matter. Say we're in week, uh, say we're in week nine, and say you have. I don't know the schedule. I, I don't know the schedule. I'm not. I don't know the schedule off the top of my head. Say BYU is you're in week nine. So say BYU's eight and zero. They're playing. No, not BYU. I don't know who it is. Saying you have Penn State, like saying you have a, a number, um, let's say five ranked Michigan State. Okay, yeah, yeah. Here we go. This is this is an area. We're we're in week ten. This is not even this year, any year. You're in week ten. You have number ten Penn State at home against number two Ohio State. Uh, no, that matters too much. Okay, here. This is where we're getting into the, 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 the shit. I'm just figuring out. Say Michigan has lost the game. Penn State's lost the game. You have number 9 Michigan against number 14 Penn State. That matters. Michigan at that point is playing for a bye. They're playing for a bye. If they beat Penn State... They might move up to top five, depending on how much they beat Penn State by and how those top four teams play against. Like, Alabama could be playing a Georgia, 
Uh, Clemson could be playing against a better Miami team. Georgia could be playing against a Florida team that's much better in the future. And if Penn State wins, Penn State jumps up into that top five area possibly. And say they still have Michigan State and Ohio State on the schedule at that point. It makes later season games so much more interesting. Or say even in the SEC, late in the season, you have uh, 15 pit against uh, a, a, a 10 Miami. Like, Pitt, you're ma- late in the season, you are getting in-conference games. That's what is happening late in the season. In-conference games where even, like, yeah, you get a, a one or two, and those, those losses late in the season matter more, but you can, like... Your games still matter. Like, if you lose one game right now in college football, depending on who you lose to and when you lose to them, you're out. But expanding the playoff to 12 teams, like, two lost teams are going to get in. Power, uh, uh, not power five. Group of five teams are going to get in. I think it's guaranteed that a group of five team is going to get in. So I don't understand, and same with NIL on the transfer portal. The, the fact that the fact that these kids who are playing for teams that like in Alabama, imagine back in the day. I say back in the day, like it's like the fucking sixties, but back in the day, AJ McCarron with Kirk Herbstreit googling over his girlfriend in the stands, playing in that national championship game. He wins a national championship game for Alabama. I hope my facts are right when it comes to this. I hope he did actually win that game because I'm just throwing out shit. Anyway, he, under the table, he probably got some shit. But now, a Bryce Young, who is bringing in so much money for TV, attendance, like uh, signing uh, shit for people that show up to other things, like, Half these kids who are playing in college football, who are elite of the elite, who are playing those three years and going right to college football, or not the college, to the NFL, they're not finishing their their degrees. They are in it to go to the NFL. They are getting their money now. Because, yeah, sure, you might... uh, There are 32 first-round picks, and 32 first-round picks get paid fairly well. But all the picks after that get paid paid fairly nothing and are not treated the same as first round picks these kids deserve to make the money that they are getting from nil and anyone who says they don't can fuck right off because they deserve it and you know what it should give them even more of an incentive to play for their team because hey i'm getting paid for this shit now i'm not just going to this for a free education even though they're not going to finish the education they are going to like um I think Tennessee, their uh, freshman quarterback, he signed for six or eight million for the NIL collective or whatever. That's an incentive because that NIL collective is direct, directly correlated to Tennessee football and Tennessee volunteers. And I guarantee if he transfers somewhere else, he's not going to get that same money. Yes, some people might get NIL deals where I think Brian Robinson has one with a. A luxury car, I think it's... I don't remember who it is, but he's getting paid a lot. And if he transferred to somewhere else all of a sudden, yeah, he's still going to get that money. But people are saying, oh, no. People are saying, oh, they're just going to transfer to Alabama. Yes, people will transfer to Alabama. People will transfer to Clemson. People will transfer to Georgia, Ohio State, all those top teams. But so many people commit to those top teams just to be buried think of think of how many people and i don't know names off the top of my head think of how many high schoolers five-star recruits top recruits all together committed to ohio state alabama georgia clemson all those teams and just got buried and became to and just ended up being nothing where now hey maybe you commit to alabama or you commit to a Clemson, or you commit to Ohio State, and oh my God, there's just five stars everywhere. I'm not getting any reps. Hey, I'm gonna transfer to 
Pitt, who has been objectively garbage and just not relevant until last until last year when Kenny Peckett and Jordan Jordan Addison like brought them back to life. Pitt was irrelevant. So many of the, the the gap between the top echelon of college football and everyone else has come closer because of transfer portal, because of NIL deals, because these other teams like teams like Tennessee, Florida, Florida State, all those uh, USC, all these old school like it hasn't happened for Nebraska, but I think it might. These schools that have Texas, these teams that have like old school like backing and their perennial like uh blue chip teams they have not been good for a long time and it's because they're like hey there's four teams that get the spotlight when it comes to the end of the season yeah you, you know you might show out during the season in certain times but with 12 teams in the playoff those are 12 exclusive games pretty much that you're going to get if you can make it all the way through like you, there's just 12 more there's so what? With the four team, you get three games. With 12, you get... I don't know how many, there, There's more games where you can be the only college football games going on at that time. And it is ridiculous... Ridiculous. Ridiculous for anyone to say that it's just going to bolster up these programs even more. Especially with the transfer. The fact that anyone in any sport, when they wanted to transfer, had to sit out for a year was so stupid because these coaches who will decide used to decide to just hey i'm gonna leave for about say four years five years ago brian kelly decided to leave notre dame for lsu what if he had to sit out for a year of that that's unfair for so many reasons all of the above it's unfair for the players to have to transfer and say Hey, in that year that they have to sit out where they were transferred to someplace, coach doesn't do that well. The coach that they transferred for um, doesn't do well. He gets fired. Now all of a sudden you got a new coach. What are you going to do? Transfer again? Sit out another year? That's completely unfair. Anyone that says that's not unfair is... I mean, it's just lying. I understand these kids are making a lot of money now. And... I, it's like you, you gotta live up to it and I just don't get anyone that says that it's going to ruin college, like ruin college football but it's not I feel like it gives you more incentive like like when like all this was happening before no one just just no one knew about it like Pony Express shit like that people were getting kids were getting money Kids were getting money before. These kids were never not getting money to go to college. Like, they were getting full scholarships. But they they were getting other shit. They were getting cars. They were getting all this other shit. But there was no public pressure on them to perform. Because no one knew about the deals they were getting to be a part of a team. And now... Oh, hey, Bryce Young, Nick Saban said, Bryce Young's making over six figures. Hey, anyone that says any of these, like, NIL deals are not necessarily, like, and those might change, but influenced by the universities themselves, like, Tennessee, okay, we'll go back to this Tennessee guy. I don't remember what his name is, but this freshman, five-star, like, it was a Tennessee collective that signed into this NIL deal. Tennessee has directly invested into you. Now, if that and, and it's public, everyone, everyone in college football knows about this. So, it's like saying it's like Patrick Mahomes getting his deal. Everyone knows about Patrick Mahomes' deal, and everyone knows about Kirk Cousins. I, look, no, Kirk Cousins is a better thing because for a while he was one of the highest paid quarterbacks. And Kirk Cousins hasn't done dick all. Like, he made it to an NFC Championship game where he got emaciated by the Eagles. So, your your deals, how much money a university or investors in the university 
is public. So people can say, the fans of the team you're playing for can say, hey, you're getting paid this much and you are shit. There is much more focus on these players now more than ever. And that is what has to come with them getting played or paid for their name, image, and likeness. Likeness. I'm all over the place. They deserved to get paid for this. All the players deserve to get paid for making all this money for the universities, for the conferences, for the NCAA as a whole. Because March Madness, the college football playoff, just college football in general, these players are the product that gets put on the field and they make the money without them. They make no one makes any money. The college basketball players have the option to go to Europe, they have the option to go to Australia, they have the option to go to the G League. College football players, they have the option, they do have the option to go other places, especially now. I'm pretty sure you, I'm not going to say this, you could probably go to USFL. Uh, XFL eventually there there's going to be more options and the NCAA and college football as a whole I think college football is going to separate itself from the NCAA but for now they need to keep it because college football brings in the shit ton of money for the NCAA as well as college basketball and that's why they need to give these players more leniency with Hey, I want to transfer in the middle of the year? Let me go. It's not fair. You're not... So, let's say... I mean... Okay. So, let's say... You know, Bryce Young had one game. One or two games where he struggled. This year. He struggles. Nick Saban replaces him. Kind of similar to... I mean, similar to a Jalen Hurts to a Tonga Vailoa situation. And... Instead of him transferring immediately and getting to play immediately, he's got to sit a year. Say Bryce Young has a after say after this Texas game, Bryce Young struggled. Yeah, he he led them to a win, but next week, I know they're playing a shit team, but say they will lose. Then halfway through, Saban replaces him. Well, you saw how I mean Bryce Young won a Heisman. And just from those two games, he struggled, Nick Saban replaced him. Which is not unlikely for college football. Like, these coaches, they can do whatever they want. It's their team, it's their roster. And imagine Bryce Young's like, alright, I'm clearly not part of this team, I'm clearly not going to lead this offense. I'm going to transfer. Imagine having to wait a whole goddamn year to watch Bryce Young play for this other team. It would be awful. It would be the worst thing in the entire world. Basically what I'm saying is anyone who thinks that NIL, the new transfer portal, anything like that, I understand like it can get confusing. I get confused like, oh shit, this guy's here, this guy's there. We figured it out with NFL. We figured it out with NBA. We figured it out with NHL. We figured it out with all these major league teams. Like, for the longest time, I forgot Amari Cooper was a part of the Browns. I forgot Khalil Mack was a Los Angeles Charger. It's, I'm sorry, you guys are just going to have to get used to these guys being part of different teams. And yeah, it's a lot more teams to keep track of, but... If you really are a true college football pa- uh, fan, you're gonna figure it out. Like, count like anyone like anyone. <laughs> I guess I am not. I have just recently gotten into college football within the past four or five years, but I, I have watched. I have researched how college football has changed. Like. Anyone that says this is ruining college football, you were probably the same people or 
part of the same group of people who were like, oh my god, like, college football has changed so much over the years. It's, it has happened, and it has still worked. College football is still great. It's still great. Nothing has changed. The Big East is gone. The Big East has separated between the Big Ten and the ACC, and college football is still great. College football is still awesome. So, just accept the change. That's all I gotta say. That's how it's gonna go. That's what it's gonna be. And I went off on much more of a tangent about college football there than I wanted to, but it's true. That's how college football is going to do. These players deserve to get paid because they are not going to finish their degrees. And that's not saying like, oh, these players should just finish their degrees and get paid. No. They make all this money for for these universities. They deserve to get paid for what they do on the field and being them. Like, what's his name? The Michigan quarterback who never tied his shoes. Some time, him, like, what is he doing right now? He he should have plenty of money, not not to retire on, of course. None of these players should have money, but they should have plenty of money to have time to be like, all right, I'll pay off my student loans, and or if they have no student loans, all right, I'll finish my degree and like get a job, and I can kind of live off shit. Because, hey, I got Texas. I won Texas the Big 12 championship five years in a row. Or not five. Like three years in a row. Or two out of four years or some shit like that. That's what they deserve. Anyway, I think I've talked about enough about college football. I've talked enough about... Uh, that started at Penn State and then devolved into a madness about college football. Um, so tonight's game, which, God, I was hot about when I started this podcast, um, and I didn't forget about, but it was, uh, kind of going to be the main topic, but shit happens, and that's what's going to happen in this podcast. Tonight's game, Chargers-Chiefs. Uh, that game blacked out. That game That game decided, hey, I'm going to take shots of Everclear all night, and uh, we're just going to forget what happened tomorrow. We're just, I don't have any tests coming up. I have nothing going on. So, um, casual Thursday night, we're, we're just going to down a bottle of Everclear and see what happens. Yeah, that game made no sense. Uh, all over Twitter... People were talking about the Chargers. People were talking about what are the Chargers doing off of coaching decisions. Shit like that. Herbert. Like shitting on Herbert. That's. That's. No. I'm not accepting it. I'm not accepting it at all. I am mad about the game because. Look. I won. Chargers plus four. Uh, I got Mike Williams to score. Uh, I had Mike Williams over 124 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I think it was like after the first drive, after he scored that touchdown, I think it was before halftime, 12 yards. That's all I needed was 12 yards, and he didn't get 12 yards for two halves, for a whole half, not two halves, for a whole half, 12 yards. All I needed was 12 yards. They just, they just forgot about Mike Williams. They just they just completely forgot about him. They just completely forgot about Mike Williams. But... Again, that's what happens. Shit happens. That's what I can't do. But I, the over is what I'm most upset about. So let me. I, I need to double check the over. I think I had it 54. Give me a second. That game was a, as crazy as a game as it was. And as much as people, this is what I'm mad about. I'm mad about, now I'm not like a Chargers sympathizer. Yes, I've been on the Chargers. And they covered. So, like I really have nothing to be mad about because I covered. But that over should have hit. 
And I need to double check what that over was. I think it was 50. I think I got it 54 and a half or three and a half. Coachella. Hang on. Do, 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 do. Here it is. Here it is. 54. 54. Both teams should have had 35 plus. I saw people on Twitter shitting on Justin Herbert, shitting on the Chargers offense, shitting on just the Chargers in general. Yes, some of the things that happened to the Chargers tonight, typical Chargers shit with like, with Phillip Rivers. Justin Herbert is not Phillip Rivers. Yes, I understood he threw that pick six, but, but, Justin Herbert is not Phillip Rivers. The Chiefs, honestly, should never have been in that game whatsoever at all. The Chiefs called a horrible game themselves on offense. The only reason they won that game... like The Chargers, the way things transpired, the Chargers should not have covered. Chargers plus four should have been a losing bet by far whatsoever. But the Chiefs, they decided to get cute. Andy Reid decided to get cute with goal to go, no matter what down. They should have just punched it in with Clyde Edwards-Alaire multiple times. On that last, the last touchdown they scored was that pick six. Don't forget, it was that pick six. They kicked the field goal later. They had two field goals. But that pick six was the last touchdown they scored. Before that, they kicked the field goal. But they were literally on the one. They had fucking Derek McKinnon out there. How do you not have your starting? How do you not have your starting running back out there to punch it in? And also, Ian, Ian and I are going to talk about this because I think we have it on there. On the goal line, these teams have decided we are going to try to punch it in, handing it off to my running back from the shot composition. That makes no goddamn sense. You give them no momentum. You give the line no time to even try and set a block. Like, and if you if you turn around and hand them off the ball, you give them time to an, analyze what's going on with the line. If people are getting through, like you give them them time to be like, oh, let me go this way, let me go that way. Or if everything just falls, hey, let me jump. But you give you give them not you give them no momentum, no nothing when you just hand it off to them in the shotgun, and the Chiefs get too cute around the goal line. But it, they got shoved. They, the Chiefs, I maybe twice they score on those stupid shovel passes they give to Kelsey on the goal line. It's not gonna work anymore. It's not. People have figured you out, Andy. This is where I I love Andy as a former Eagles coach. Andy was awesome. He mismanaged time and shit like that. But I will never shit on Andy. I only rooted for Andy, and I'm so happy he got a Super Bowl. But this is where it's it's so it should be so simple to line up in, in the I formation with two tight ends and just punch it in. That's all you need to do when you're that close. And it's not even just Andy Reid. It's not even just the Chiefs. It is all together at the NFL. And, and it, it happened with the Chargers tonight. They just forgot, like... I'm going to look up stats right now. They just forgot, like, their run game was, like, they, they just forgot about running the ball. Teams have forgotten about running the ball within the five-yard line, and it makes no goddamn sense. Like, I understand it's a passing league, you know, risk-taking league, but... Oh. Well, that's not good. Okay. Uh, Olaire. All right, so he was. Okay, so Clyde Edwards Olaire was averaging damn near. What was it? Nine and a half yards per carry. Um, hey, we're within the five. Let's run it with Clyde Edwards Olaire. Like people are are going to shit on the Chargers this game. For multiple reasons, Justin Herbert is a dog. The fact that he they even got him that that he even got them 
within a field goal is ridiculous. And it never would have mattered. They weren't going to win. They weren't going to recover that onside kick. Nothing was going to change. That was crazy. But both teams called horrible games. Chiefs called horrible plays. I think no, I think it was the Chargers that called three passing plays within their own ten. Awful. The Chiefs like the Cardinals defense is that bad. I guarantee. What what are the Cardinals play the Raiders this this weekend? Uh, Cardinals Raiders over. Yeah. Or no, I'll just take the Raiders. The Cardinals defense is that bad because. The Chargers' defense was good. Yeah, they lost, but... I mean, the Chiefs didn't... The Chiefs... They called... They objectively called a bad game. They called a terrible game. It was not good. They were shitty. They... They should have lost. They definitely should have lost. That was yawn. I don't know what what more else to say. That was that game that both teams should have scored thirty five plus each, easily, but they 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 both coaches suddenly became like the most conservative coaches ever. None of them like multiple times both teams were. Right around the 50-yard line with 4th and 1 or 2 to go. And they punted. Uh, I think Brandon... I think the internet literally bullied Brandon Staley into just punting it every 4th and I think he went for it twice. I think he got it both times. And I, yeah, I might be mad about Mike Williams. But I just... I, the, the, the game made no sense... It really made no goddamn sense. Uh, I and Austin Eckler yards per carry, not great. I looked at it, not great. But I, the Chargers running game was not bad either. I just I don't understand what happened. And nothing was right. Nothing made sense. Nothing went right. Nothing made sense at all. It just doesn't. I mean, that's what happens in divisional games. But that was just weird. That 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 over should have hit by miles. Um, I just the last lasting impression I have out of the game: Justin Herbert is a dog, and Patrick Mahomes. I'm not gonna say he's been figured out, but. It looks so ugly in that, but I know that I know that like oh the league figured out Patrick Mahomes too high safety that's not necessarily like no that's not true I mean he the Cardinals don't have the worst defense maybe they did this year but he still kind of diced up the Chargers defense as Clay Mack Josie Joey Bosa J C Jackson Darwin James Sunday Samuel Jr. like. I, he, but again, Mahomes threw. I don't know that this is where my my mind's in a pretzel for this game. That that's my final analysis. My mind is in a pretzel for tonight's game. Mahomes had at least five picks this game. Five throws that should have been picks. I don't think he threw one. I don't think I'm gonna look right now. I don't. He, he anyone who bet Mahomes to throw a pick should get like whatever their bet plus five hundred because. It's ridiculous that he had no picks thrown. That that was yeah, no interceptions. That gave me no sense. I I don't. I don't understand. I came into this podcast ready to be heated about it. Then I got off on college football. I'm being back, and it's still. It still doesn't make any fucking sense. So those are my final thoughts. Um, I don't know. I don't know, everyone. Maybe 
Oh, we'll see. Maybe I'll have... Maybe we'll record again. I'll talk about this weekend's game for... This weekend's games for college and NFL. Maybe I won't. Like I said, it's going to be my friend for my enjoyment. I love you all. Um, that's it. I miss you guys, but I'm ready to kind of get back into it, do more. So, we'll see. Peace. Love you guys. Wawa, sponsor me. Please, I worked for you. Like 50, 50 bucks a week. That's it. All right. Deuces.